Let's lead off with a question. Uh, what is your dad's style when it comes to clothing? Is he one of those cool dads who's always found, finds a way to kind of be trendy, well-dressed decade after decade, or is he one of those dads who has to pass inspection every time before mom will let him walk out of the house? In either case, the dad in your life is going to love clothing from American Giant, and since Father's Day is right around the corner, now might be the best time to introduce him to their amazing products if he hasn't heard of them already. American Giant founded on the idea of making a difference with American workers, American cotton, American quality, so much of what our country used to be manufacturing products that last, and that's gone, but not at American Giant, committed to leading the way to show that Americans can still make quality clothing right here. So this Father's Day, give your dad something comfortable and stylish to wear and support American business in the process by American today at americangiant.com slash Glenn. Use his code Glenn for 20% off at americangiant.com slash Glenn. Once again, that's americangiant.com slash Glenn. You guys ready to rock? Let's do it. You bet. All right, here we go. So much happening that is disturbing, but is there more happening than meets the eye? We will discuss here this morning. Steve Dace filling in on the Glenn Beck Program. Did you know that magnetic tape, like what was used in VHS and camcorder tapes, was only made to last 10 to 20 years? And that's if it's stored in optimal conditions, which means your baby's first steps, kindergarten graduations, prom photos, they are fading away, especially if they're attic, basement, or garage. Digitize your old media with Legacy Box. It will stop the fading process by preserving your recordings. They will be safe forever. Plus, for a limited time, Legacy Box is running a $9 videotape sale. Now, normally that's like 27 or 30 $30. At this price, there's never been a better time to convert your entire collection. Legacy Box is the safest and easiest way to preserve your past, and it's been trusted by over a million families, including mine. In fact, we trust them to help us with the preservation of photos and film from the museum. Your memories are meant to be shared, not worn away with time. Don't let this summer's heat age your videotapes, films, and fade your photos. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Shop their $9 tape sale. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Filling in for Glenn Beck this morning is the show that's usually on after Glenn Beck each morning here on Blaze TV, or maybe we're new to those of you listening to us on hundreds of stations around the country. My name is Steve Dace, and if you are a Blaze TV subscriber, um, good news and bad news. Um, The bad news is you get me for five consecutive hours today, and that means that there really is no good news. There's just that. So my name is Steve Dace. I'm here with... 
my partners in crime, Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. We are the follow-up act on Blaze TV for those of you that aren't subscribers, and you should be at blazetv.com slash dace, just $10 a month if you want to subscribe to Blaze TV there. You can also subscribe to our podcast for free right now. Just look for Steve Dace Show, D-E-A-C-E, and you can go back and get a taste of um, why they only let us do this a couple times a year filling in for Glenn because we are best in, in small doses, microscopically small. Um, we have um, a lot to get to later on in the show today. Uh, the latter part of this program, the final two thirds, we are going to take a look at some of the wider spiritual implications of what is going on in our country. Because there, there are things being discussed and being debated, questions being asked, answers being given that are just unprecedented on a generational basis and frankly not all that encouraging unless we understand the signs of the times. And so we're going to try to do our best today to equip you to do that. As always, you can let us know what you think about what we think. You can email us, steve at stevedace.com. Follow me on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. You can look for me as well, Steve Dace on Facebook, Me, We, Gab, and Getter. Steve Dace Show on Instagram and TikTok as well. Uh, we always value your feedback. But the first feedback we value is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by the latest from the Biden crime family. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer said Monday he's going to begin the process of holding FBI Director Christopher Wray in contempt of Congress, despite viewing and being briefed by bureau officials on the subpoenaed document that alleges President Joe Biden was involved in a criminal bribery scheme. The FBI brought the document in question to Capitol Hill on Monday for Comer and ranking member Jamie Raskin, a Democrat, to review in a secure facility. That document is an FBI-generated form that allegedly describes a $5 million criminal scheme involving then-Vice President Joe Biden and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions. Late yesterday afternoon, Congresswoman Anna Paulina Luna raised a ton of eyebrows when she tweeted out the following, quote, just left meeting for House oversight. The FBI is afraid their informant will be killed if unmasked. Based on the info, he is brought forward about the Biden family. Hmm. Moving on, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu tells CNN he's not going to run for president in 2024. When you look at what's happening out there, you obviously have a very large field. Um, of, I think the former president, Trump, is doing much better in the polls than folks thought. And when I looked at where my voice can be, how we make the Republican Party uh, bigger. The responsibility that I think I have in terms of focusing on the Republican Party and ultimately focusing on the, the opportunities for the country um, and having a little more of a candidate, a little more unleashed voice. Former Vice President Mike Pence has filed paperwork to run for president. Florida First Lady Casey DeSantis at this point may be the target of more hit pieces and pointed criticism from mainstream media than Jill Biden and Michelle Obama combined. The latest example is this headline from the Daily Beast. Casey DeSantis is the Walmart Melania. That's a piece from the executive editor at the Daily Beast, Katie Baker, attempting to trash cancer survivor Casey DeSantis. A former intelligence official turned whistleblower has given Congress and the Intel Community Inspector General extensive classified information about deeply covert programs that he says possess retrieved intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin. The whistleblower is 36-year-old David Charles Grush, a decorated former combat officer in Afghanistan, 
and a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency in the National Reconnaissance Office. In an exclusive interview, he told the website The Debriefing that the information he obtained about unidentified aerial phenomena as well as the aforementioned extraterrestrial crafts have been illegally withheld from Congress, and he's filed a complaint alleging he suffered illegal retaliation for his confidential disclosures. The social media accounts for the children's television shows Sesame Street and Peppa Pig, as well as the children's toy Play-Doh and Little League Baseball are among those children-centric organizations who came out this weekend with rainbow-adorned posts doing the Sieg Heil to the rainbow flag. Meanwhile, Target's stock has been downgraded by J.P. Morgan from essentially a buy to neutral, meaning the country's largest bank is souring on the company's value. In completely unrelated news, or not, this video from several years ago of BlackRock CEO David Fink is making the rounds again. BlackRock, as you know, is that multinational huge investment company. This video says a lot about what you're seeing from huge corporations during the month of June and throughout the rest of the year. You have to force behaviors. And if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team, you're going to be impacted. And it has to be imbued in the culture of a firm. It has to be talked about. It has to be shown. Behaviors across the entire firm in every region have to be similar. And every citizen of the firm has to understand what is acceptable behaviors and what are unacceptable. YouTube is reversing a policy that banned all commentary about elections being stolen or rigged. In the aftermath of the 2020 election, YouTube enacted the policy removing all content that stated or insinuated the election wasn't the most secure election in human history. In reaction to this news, CNN's Kirsten Powers, who wrote the 2015 book, The Silencing, How the Left is Killing Free Speech, had this to say. If, if the problem is that, oh, people aren't going to be able to upload things that Republicans are saying, maybe Republicans should stop saying it. Right. Is that not the solution to the problem? I Apple has unveiled its brand new augmented reality headset. The company says the product named Vision Pro will revolutionize wearable technology and create a new platform for consumer computing. The AR headset will retail for about thirty five hundred dollars when it goes on sale. And finally, this from the Babylon Bee. Apple allows child laborers to wear vision headset at work. So it seems like they're at the playground. And that's what happened while we were away. First, I want to thank the Daily Beast for reminding me I've got to go to Walmart actually later today. So there's that. I got to add that to my to-do list. Um, I think the timing of YouTube, which is the second largest search engine on this planet, the largest video provider on this planet, I think the timing of them lifting the uh, the moratorium, the censorship ban on questioning elections, I, f I find that to be multi-tiered. I mean, just yesterday, I think it was Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said he still thinks that John Kerry won the 2004 presidential election, for example. So I think you could look at this a couple different ways. Um, uh, you know, if you have to sometimes look at things from your opponent's perspective, not to say that you should adopt your opponent's views, but to strategically understand where they are coming from. They think discussion about relitigating the last election is a loser for our side. They think that. 
So since YouTube is an instrument of their side, it could very well be that they are lifting it now that we are heavily into the primary season and everything else. And yes, you guys keep running on relitigating the 2020 election because that's unpopular. I could see that being the strategy over there at, at Google YouTube. I could see that being the strategy there. Um, it, it could also, you could also uh, maybe assume that they are looking at some of the polls recently and, and, and contemplating they might lose. That's and, it. And they need to be the ones questioning the integrity of elections moving forward in 2020. 2025 and beyond so let's just go ahead and uh, lift that puppy right now and uh, clear the air thoughts whatever the worst possible explanation is it's that probably one. that one that, that's true you think it's the latter more I so do. than the former absolutely yeah, I, I could see that as well uh, on the the biden crime family stuff here here's where i am at on all this stuff and it's why if you follow me on twitter at steve day show you don't see me pontificate with long threads about it uh, these stories and it's not like i'm not interested i'm not informed and don't care um, I want the Republican Party to prove to me that it is interested and it cares. Otherwise, it's just a talking point. Anybody, anybody shocked? James Comer from Kentucky has a lifetime liberty score at Conservative Review of 75%. That's very average. Average and really indistinguishable. It, it, he's not excellent at anything. And now suddenly he is the Ezekiel watchman on the wall with the Biden crying family. Come on, man. I mean, it's more it, likely he's carrying water for Democrats yeah, if I mean, they're going to exit Biden stage left. Yeah, I mean, it, well, convince them that they give them the ground to do that. But this is a week after they sold us out on the debt ceiling. And we'll get to that at the bottom of the hour with our good friend and colleague here at Blaze Media, Daniel Horowitz. How the Republicans essentially, uh, Republican leadership, essentially took every last meaningful fight we were going to have in this Congress and punted until 2025, thus making your vote in the 2022 midterms irrelevant already. Unless, prove me wrong. I don't want any more. This is all a dog and pony show and contempt of Congress and everything else with Chris Ray. This is, this is Kevin McCarthy three weeks ago tweeting out, Adam Schiff should be expelled from the House. Is there anybody that has an a job that might make you uniquely positioned to to pursue such a an, an, an action with you know like if there was somebody who like led the house you know presided over it and and like had a symbol like you know a, a gavel or something in their hands that would and, and a seat that clearly demonstrated that they were in charge of this uh, fine institution this venerable institution that was uniquely empowered to pursue said action but uh, apparently no such office exists so we're just gonna tweet things all right so I don't want to hear the speaker say Adam Schiff should be expelled. I want to watch him expel him. I don't want to hear any more talking points or press conferences or cryptic tweets. All right. Do or do not. There is no try. Faith without works is dead. Get off your rear ends. Do your damn jobs. We don't care enough. This is just all talking points. Democrats had the exact same slim majority, man. They end up impeaching Trump for stuff he was proven correct about. Ukraine and quid pro quos enough action or nothing nothing in between and I say this in conservative media I don't need your talking points I can program my show on my own thanks no more just do your damn jobs back in 60 seconds
If you're living with aches and pains, especially if they're frequent and nagging and relentless, I want you to take a moment and think back to the last time you really felt good. Can you even remember what it felt like? Now, here's even a more important question. What would you give to go back to feeling like that again? Maybe it would just be nice to take a stroll with your loved one or play with your grandchildren. I've suffered from persistent, crippling pain almost all the time for about five years. When I started taking Relief Factor, I took it because my wife made me start taking it. I didn't think it would work for me. Yet here I am today, virtually pain-free, doing the things I love to do, all thanks to my wonderful wife and Relief Factor. I love that it's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Are you part of that 70% that can get your life back? Your first step to becoming pain-free just might be to order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. All right, back here on the Glenn Beck program, Steve Dace filling in from the Steve Dace Show alongside Totters and Aaron McIntyre, filling in for our great Blaze TV patriarch, the Hall of Famer, Glenn Beck today. Much of our show this morning is going to be devoted to what is happening in our culture in the unseen realm that is spilling out into what we are seeing in our dead, in our daily headlines. Almost said our deadly headlines. That would have been a Freudian slip. That would have been cash money, homie. All right. We will actually today have a follow-up because we're doing five straight hours. So the Steve Day show that you will watch after we're done here on the Glenn Beck program today uh, on Blaze TV will be a direct follow-up to this conversation. We're going to play a little game today. We're going to talk to a couple of really important thinkers on spiritual matters in the next couple of hours on the show. And then we're going to go right into our daily program on Blaze TV here on the Steve Day Show, right after Glenn here today. And we're going to take what they told us and they taught us and shared, and we're going to apply it to daily headlines. And I prepared a list of what I think are the, are the 10 most pressing contemporary political issues that we are looking at. And we're going to play a little game today, later today on Blaze TV. Demonic or just Democrats? Demonic or just Democrats? I mean, is it, is it just good old-fashioned political debate, albeit more radical than a previous era? Or is there more here than meets the eye? Is there more happening than we think? Um, and is the unseen realm spilled over into the realm that we can see and touch and feel? So we'll do that today right after we're done filling in for Glenn this morning. Five straight hours of us right here. If you are a Blaze TV subscriber, if you're not, you want to at least get the podcast. Just look for me, Steve Day Show, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. All right, elsewhere in Aaron's montage, I, I want to discuss Chris Sununu's announcement yesterday, because for those of you that don't know me or aren't familiar with our show, we live in Iowa, the first in the nation caucus state. We broadcast from there every day. That's where our studio is, in fact, in uh, the heart of Iowa, Des Moines, right smack dab in the middle of the state. And that was really how I cut my teeth in this industry was doing local uh, news talk radio on the big clear channel blowtorch there, WHO radio. Uh, and kind of stumbling into being influential in the Iowa caucus process. I, I was young, new, I didn't have a clue. I wasn't, I, I mean, I, I didn't really have an idea just how prominent 
that media platform was going to be and the doors that it was going to open for me. And it's just, that's just been part of what we do ever since. And so we're already been very involved in the caucus process. I've been involved in every Iowa caucus from a low level activist that walked my fellow Alan Keyes delegates to their seats at the Iowa straw poll in 1996 to, uh, you know, whatever it is that is that it is you see today. And one of the things I have to do every single cycle is clear up a crap ton of misconceptions about what goes on in the Iowa caucuses. Uh, Chris Sununu, not my brand of Republican, certainly. Uh, and, and understand pretty much any time a Republican, Republican talks about uh, growing the party, what they really mean is replacing you and, your, and diluting your voice. That's what it really means. So not my brand of Republican at all, but I'm into the truth. And the truth is he's very popular in New Hampshire. He has a 65% approval rating last time I looked. <clears throat> and that's actually down from 72% a few months prior. Him not running for president is a big deal because you have our traditional Iowa, New Hampshire parlay. And if he were to run, I, I get emails from grassroots activists in New Hampshire. We don't like him. And I, I, I'm sure you don't. But you're only going to be a small, it's a primary, not a caucus in New Hampshire. I mean, more than a quarter of a million people are going to vote. And so sort of that, you know, low information GOP primary voter that loves sending Lindsey Graham to the Senate for 30 years, they're going to have a big say in a state like New Hampshire, not so much in Iowa because of our caucus process. Um, and, and that kind of Republican loves G Chris Sununu, almost called him his uh, father's name, John. Um, him not running, though, means that will guarantee that New Hampshire will be fully um, contested. I'm not sure what the only two candidates who really matter, Trump and DeSantis. I'm not sure how they would have handled New Hampshire if he were not in the race. But for people who say all that matters is national polls, keep this in mind. No Republican that didn't finish in the top three in Iowa has ever won the presidency. No Republican, who, except one who didn't finish in the top three in Iowa, has even won the nomination. And he finished fourth by 0 0.39 points. And 10 of the 12 Republicans to win the presidency since the primary process that we know today began in 1976 uh, won the New Hampshire primary. So, and all, I think five Republicans ever have won both Iowa and New Hampshire in the same cycle. And every single one of them became the nominee. So yeah, you bet your rear end, these early states matter quite a bit. Uh, and, and now we know, what is it today, June 6th? We know now for sure that both Iowa and New Hampshire will be fully contested and fully open as our traditional primary parlay. So the calendar now is set and now they're off. The race is on and may the best man win. All right, when we come back here in a moment, I mentioned earlier the debt ceiling deal that was cut last week that essentially took every meaningful fight that you voted for a Republican Congress last year off the table until proven otherwise. One of them is a reckoning of what was done to this country the last few years via COVID-19. People still have not been held accountable. We still don't have a Nuremberg-like trial and Nuremberg-like punishments. And there's new data out that shows we need it now more than ever. We'll discuss next. Genucel is the best in skincare, and they've now upgraded their most popular package, featuring their top-selling deep-firming vitamin C serum plus ultra-retinol moisturizer 
for 70% off. Why waste time and money to go get work done to your face when you can get GenuCell skincare shipped right to your door? Robert in Blessing, Texas says, I purchased GenuCell as a gift for my girlfriend. She said she saw results so fast that we joined the concierge program. It's the best skincare she's ever used, and she's extremely impressed. Her skin is noticeably softer and smoother. I see and feel a difference, too. She was already beautiful, and GenuCell has made her more beautiful. GenuCell's secret is a family recipe they have used for over 20 years. It's safe for all skin types and perfect for both men and women. For a limited time, visit GenuCell.com slash Beck and save over 70% on GenuCell's most popular package featuring both GenuCell's Ultra Retinol and GenuCell Firming Serum. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck right now. You'll also receive a complimentary spa box with every package plus free priority shipping. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. Doing our best to protect free speech and truth from constant attack. More Glenn Beck after the break. All right, back here on the Glenn Beck program, Steve Dace filling in alongside Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. We are the Steve Dace Show, and if you are a Blaze TV subscriber, you know who we are, and you're going to get plenty of us today, five straight hours of us here on Blaze TV. So our show is still to come after this one. We're going to spend a good deal of time the next two hours on the show looking at whether or not more than meets the eye is happening in our culture today. When you look at the sorts of debates we are having are having now, they have crossed over long ago, from the political to the existential. So we'll get into that over the next couple of hours, but we're going to have a bit of an existential conversation right now. Earlier this year, uh, my colleague here at Blaze Media and I, uh, my colleague Daniel Horowitz and I, we wrote a best-selling book that was released earlier this year, Rise of the Fourth Reich, Confronting COVID Fascism with a New Nuremberg Trial. So this never happens again. You can still, if you've not gotten the book, it is still up on Amazon right now, by the way. You can also... Uh, try and read the introductory chapter if you want for free at trialsandexecution.com, trialsandexecution.com, or just get the book on Amazon. We structured this book after a mock Nuremberg trial. And if you know anything about Daniel and I, we brought receipts. When you put Daniel and I together, you get 400 pages of them. That's how many receipts are in this book. And a lot of the receipts, though, come in the way of witness testimony, interviewing whistleblowers from the Department of Defense, the the healthcare sector, uh, individual Americans who greatly suffered the last few years under the lockdowns, the masks, um, the the edicts, uh, the, the poison poke that we are still suffering from today. And last year, it... it <laughs> The Republicans keep, in, in Washington anyway, keep finding a way to actually out-pessimist uh, me. Like, I was convinced, even, even in my normal pessimistic self, that they would give us some form of tribunal on COVID, even if it was just the origins of the virus, because they'd need to keep us occupied, because I knew they would surrender on the debt and everything else. They couldn't just do nothing for two years. They had to feed us something to keep us distracted. Well, lo and behold, as we welcome Daniel Horowitz to the program, Daniel, we are sitting here now in early June. They have been in Congress now, the Republicans in charge for six months. They have provided us absolutely nothing of substance on COVID, its origins, on any of the other um, alleged solutions that were worse than the disease. Nothing for six months. And with this debt deal, they basically are going to continue to finance this now into perpetuity. And this is coming, ironically, my friend, at a time that all kinds of data is coming out now and from a lot of mainstream sources 
verifying the kinds of things people like you and me have been saying for years, and we document in our book, Rise of the Fourth Reich. All right, let's come back to me. Apparently, we're having issues with them hearing Daniel Horowitz, and we're not, we're not exactly sure why. So let me start. Aaron, can you work on that for us, please? And then let, let, me, let me just give you an example of some of the data that has come out just recently uh, off the top of my head here. Um, latest, study, latest data out of the UK, finding about 90% of those who died with COVID um, in the most recent report were actually uh, fully jabbed. Fully jabbed, 90, 90, 90%. Which means what? Three to four shots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would that would mean a, that would mean a, a dose and a booster now under the current definition. Yes, um, we uh, we've we've seen studies where the the poke leads to um, what are called uh, blood clots, ocular blood clots that 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 can lead to blindness. Um, I think we have Daniel back. Daniel, you're there. Let's try it again. Can you yep. hear me? All right, go ahead. Uh, start over with what you were saying. Apparently, they couldn't hear you on in, in Radio Land. I want to make sure they hear everything you had to say. So start over, brother. Sure, Steve. I mean, here's the deal. The worse these shots get, or at least the more they're exposed, the less Republicans do about it. When we said that there needs to be a reckoning for if there's not a reckoning, this will happen again. I didn't think it would happen that quickly. They are already doing what they did with the COVID shots on RSV. A lot of people don't realize that within the last few months, the FDA and CDC advisory committees held hearings on the RSV shots from GSK and from Pfizer, and they admitted that there's problems with Guillain-Barre syndrome, there's problems with prenatal, uh, birth, you know, premature births. There was a woman, a pregnant woman in her 30s who died in the GSK trial. In the Moderna trial, Moderna has not been approved yet, but it will, there were 200 adverse events, 10 serious ones per one mild case avoided based on their fraudulent data, so you have prima facie negative cost-benefit matrix there, and they approve it anyway. This is going to go in the arm of every senior, and then they're going to go down the totem pole uh, to children. They're going to put it on the uh, child vaccination schedule. RSV was the original shot that had negative efficacy. As you noted, we find out every day the data and the mechanism behind the data of why there is negative efficacy um, as, as the antibodies wane. Um, antibodies are not lollipops. I mean, I think that's what we should all learn. You would think people with MDs would understand basic pre-med immunology, but God created the right sort of antibodies and the right amount and the right classification and the right time and place in your body. Now, maybe you could replicate that once in a while, Steve, but that, that's a tall order. The notion that we can um, prick people with 72 jabs before they're 18 years old, and, and that number is rapidly rising, uh, if we allow what's in the pipeline to get into people's arms, the notion that you could add all that inflammation in the body and you don't have autoantibodies is absurd. And I think... You know, th there's a lot we can talk about what has come out new since the book has come out. But to me, one of the biggest ones is that German study, which is now peer reviewed in journal vaccines that discovered this IgG4 classification of antibodies at insanely high levels in those who are jabbed with the Pfizer shot. And what's IgG4? It's really the Rosetta Stone to why to, to what we're seeing 
the more you inject, the more you infect. Rather than them being neutralizing antibodies, they're tolerating antibodies. So they're a Trojan horse that they tolerate the pathogen, which is why you get it more often. But what what the peer-reviewed version showed, Steve, it's not just the negative efficacy. What happens when you suppress the immune system? When you tamp down, you compete with the proper neutralizing antibodies for these tolerating antibodies. Well, they say increased IgG4 synthesis due to repeated mRNA vaccination with high antigen concentrations may also cause autoimmune diseases and promote cancer growth and autoimmune myocarditis. So meaning not just myocarditis from the spike protein, the blood clotting, but also from your body itself, the immune system attacking the heart muscle and increased cancers Hmm. because – you know, every time you're talking about immune suppression, so you have negative efficacy against pathogens, we're seeing a lot more respiratory viruses. We're actually seeing an uptick in RSV because of the COVID shots. Oh, and now they have leaky RSV shots to deal with that. Have you killed and have you inherited, as Elijah said to Ahab? But in addition, you're going to see cancer because your immune system is also a surveillance against cancer. I mean, this is a German peer reviewed study. In vaccines, obviously, we have the Cleveland Clinic study that achieved peer review recently, uh, 50,000 healthcare workers showing a direct correlation with the more doses you had, the more often you get the shots. There's another and study there out of Germany no that, pardon me, Daniel, there's another study Study came out of Germany just last week that showed mysteriously, that, that's, that's almost exactly the wording. Something happened, we can't tell you what it is, but something happened in the spring uh, of, of 2021 that, that ever since has led to this uh, abnormally high spike in excess deaths, and the timetable just happens to coincide with that here in our country. Yep. That, that, there was that German study as well. And, and what's important about that is, is that this is a long-term problem. So the hope is you maybe flush the spike protein out of your body after a couple of months, but, but the problem with that is long-term autoimmune, long-term, you know, diminished cancer um, surveillance among your immune system, you know, various components of the immune system. And then again, how your immune system could attack your heart muscle. That's a long-term problem because, you know, you look at some of what we're seeing in the UK. In the UK, the all-cause mortality increase is not going down. In fact, the week-ending March 31st, that's pretty recently, okay? It's about two months ago. Almost nobody's getting new shots now. 21.5% increase in the five-year baseline of of, uh, excess deaths there. You had in Quebec uh, a couple months ago, they had the worst month of mortality of the entire pandemic. So these studies are starting to shed light on this. I'll share one more with you. We had quickly biologist Kevin McKernan on, on, on my podcast, and he's the first person to test the vials, and he found an unacceptable level of these DNA, double-stranded DNA plasmids floating around because um, the, the RNA is derived from, from DNA and it's taken from E. coli, actually, and they're supposed to take that out. You take out the contaminants, but they're there. And what he was concerned about is that this could pretend a greater risk for anaphylaxis, for blood clotting, for developing resistance to antibiotics. 
um, gene integration as well, mm. because now you got the DNA floating around in there. And then also the long-term production of spike protein, because the question is, do you have the DNA, which is the, the, the gun, to fire more of that mRNA to produce the spike long-term? And when you start seeing on, at an epidemiological level, all of this record high excess mortality long after the take-up of the vaccine, when really nobody is getting it, that lends a lot of credence to the fact that this might be a long-term problem and that the estimated, according to Ethical Skeptic and other data points we've seen, about 550,000 vaccine deaths in the U.S., that could just be the opening act. So essentially what went on here is for up to six months, depending on where you live in the country, you were denied anything other than emergency care. That means pre-screenings, uh, any kinds of things that they would do traditionally for age groups on any serious maladies, and particularly with cancer or heart disease, you were denied those things uh, because of COVID and the lockdowns. And then right out and shortly thereafter, they introduced a, a toxin into the, into the, into the community uh, and into the country right after they denied you six months of preventative health care because you cannot mess with the immune system at warp speed. That's what happened here. When we come back, I have a ratio and a big one last big question I want to ask my co-author of Rise of the Fourth Reich, Daniel Horowitz, our colleague here at Blaze Media, in a moment. Glenn Beck. Are you feeling trapped by your mounting credit card debt, making minimum payments month after month only to see the balance barely even moving? Many Americans right now, with today's economy, sky-high inflation, and rising interest rates, they are stressed to the max. If you own a home, there is a smarter way to tackle that debt. Maybe unlock the power of being a homeowner with American financing. You can use the equity in your home to pay off your high-interest credit card debt. Imagine saying goodbye to those never-ending interest charges. The best part, they're customers are saving an average of $700 a month. Their salary-based mortgage consultants will walk you through all of the savings, no upfront fees, no obligation, and you could close in as fast as 10 days. And if you start tomorrow, you might be able to delay two mortgage payments. American Financing. The time to act is now 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing. NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, back here to close out hour one on the Glenn Beck program. I'm Steve Dace alongside my colleague and co-author of Rise of the Fourth Reich, Daniel Horowitz. Daniel, as you know, back in January, Rasmussen came out with a poll that showed about 7% of American households believe uh, that uh, they know or someone they know had suffered some form of a, a serious adverse event or died as a result of the COVID vaccine. Also that month, a Michigan State professor came out after looking at the CDC's V-Safe data in 2021, so just the first year of the vaccine rollout, and he found that there was about a 7% uh, at serious adverse event ratio within the V-safe data. I did the math on that. So if 2.1% of COVID infected were hospitalized, according to CDC, 0.6% is the COVID IFR. And both of those are before we stratify for age and comorbidity. Uh, and 
suffered a serious adverse event. That would mean that you were 233% more likely to suffer from the jab than be hospitalized from COVID, and that you were 1,067% more likely to suffer from the jab than die from COVID. And that's actually using 2021 data when the jab was the most efficacious. I've got about 90 seconds left. What's, a, Steve, what's the big point the from what act. I just said? Again, the, the cost of COVID is sunk, not that this work again, worked against it anyway, but as far as the cost of the vaccines, that's just the opening act. That's what's important to remember. We need all that money that, by the way, Republicans refuse to claw back in the debt ceiling deal for vaccines. We not need that going into treatment because then there's the issue of the next generation. What we found is that the European Medicines Agency has all these post-pharmacovigilance uh, documents and 54% of the 458 pregnant women that they observed experience adverse events. 11.6% experience miscarriages. And most notably, six of the babies experienced serious AEs that they caused, that they considered that the vaccine transferred transplacentally. That is a term they use, transplacentally. Hmm. We now know it transfers through the placenta. We know it transfers through the mother's milk, and we know that the cohort of people still getting the vaccine because they're pressured like anything are pregnant women. Hmm. So we're not even done with it for this generation, but we now have a problem even for the next generation that themselves didn't necessarily get the shots. And there is no reckoning, even as they're doing the same thing with RSV, flu. And by the way, they're going to create these annual combo shots. All right, we got to go. Hey, are you up to date on your COVID flu RSV booster? This is still going on. Thank you, Daniel. Good to see you. Get your copy of Rise of the Fourth Reich. We'll be back with hours two and three. Is there more than meets the eye happening in America today? We'll discuss next. The Glenn Beck Program. We talk a lot about uh, Jace Medical on my show uh, over on uh, Blaze uh, Media or here on Blaze Media as well because they do outstanding work. Um, you know, we recently lived through a period of time where medications that we used to give awards to and used to say were safe may or may not have been ha- have come in handy during a pandemic, but you weren't often given that option. They were just taken off the table altogether and suddenly labeled as poisons or horse pastes. And that's where they came out first and foremost with the Jace case so that you have venerable antibiotics that are available to you just in case that should happen again. Well, now you can get a 12-month backup of your existing prescriptions as well with our friends at Jace Medical. Enter the code BECK at checkout for a discount on your order. When you go to jacemedical.com, that's J-A-S-E for jacemedical.com, discount code BECK at jacemedical.com. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. 
Well, there is a lot happening in our culture today, maybe more than we can ever remember at one point in time. But what if there's even more than meets the eye? We will discuss here on the Glenn Beck Program next. When there is a new pillow from my pillow, my pillow 2.0, it's been perfected even more than it already has been. It has new cool technology. MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has brand new exclusive fabric that's made with temperature regulating thread. MyPillow 2.0, it's the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. And no more flipping your pillow during the night. MyPillow 2.0, buy one. Get the second one free. Now, this is a limited time with promo code Beck. MyPillow 2.0, 100% made in America, comes with a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee, MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Get the buy one, get one free offer on the MyPillow 2.0. It's time to see for yourself how great this new pillow really is. Enter the promo code Beck, 800-966-3117, MyPillow.com. All right, back here on the Glenn Beck Program. I am Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin. He's Aaron McIntyre. We are usually on after Glenn Beck right here on Blaze TV, and we will be again today. That's right. You are getting five consecutive hours of the Steve Dace Show here on Blaze TV. Those of you that are listening on hundreds of stations around the country, good news for you, you're only getting three. We figured um, you've suffered enough. Uh, and people pay us at Blaze TV to suffer accordingly. Uh, and <laughs> no mas, yes, no mas. And, and suffer they shall for five straight hours today here on Blaze TV. All right, the, the next four hours of me and Todd and Aaron, both on Glenn's show and then on our show, we are going to focus on what is going on spiritually in the culture today. And about eight years ago, I wrote a book, uh, called a nefarious plot that I patterned after C.S. Lewis's The Screwtape Letters. And I kind of wanted to take it a step further from the temptation of individuals to the takedown of an entire country. And some of it I, I thought is, is things that might happen in the distant future. I thought were happening now. And, I, you know, reading the book now will literally scare the hell out of you because it's amazing how and sad how prophetic it now is. And I got a call uh, a few months after the book came out, out of the blue, from a couple of guys. Uh, a couple of charismatic Catholics named uh, Carrie Solomon and Chuck Councilman called me out of the blue one day and said, hey, we want to we want to we want to buy the movie rights to your book. Our colleague Chris Jones heard you talking about it here on Glenn Beck show, and we think it would make a, a, a hell of a movie. And they were just about to begin working on the unplanned film, and this was their next movie, and then COVID hit, and little did we know that would just be the beginning of a myriad of challenges to bring this film uh, to the screen. Uh, Nefarious was in theaters, uh, I think last week was the last week of its run. We lasted eight weeks in movie theaters across the country, despite incredible obstacles to even get the film made uh, and and distributed. It's now out on streaming around the country. Uh, yesterday, we were top 10 on iTunes and, uh, and Apple. We were number three on Google and YouTube. Um, and then we were number nine, I think it was, on Vudu. 
So number one on Salem now. So if you want to, you want to rent um, Nefarious, if you want to see it again or didn't get a chance to see it in theaters, it is available on those platforms right now. And our guest this hour has some experience with what we experienced making and distributing this film. In fact, he experienced some of it with us, as a matter of fact. But this is right up his alley in his area of expertise. And that's because he's the host of the Exorcist Files podcast that is available now. Father Carlos Martins is our guest. Father, it is a great to see you again. How are you, brother? I am great. Yeah, good, good to be with you, Steve. I want to start with kind of your background. You went from an atheist to an exorcist that i mean I, I i work in politics full-time brother and i've seen a lot of evolutions okay they happen quite frequently usually around the time we all vote yours is one of the most stark evolutions anyone will ever have you went from an atheist to on the front lines fighting evil spirits how does that happen well gosh i guess it was a a, a two-step process um you know, first of all, so I was an atheist. I, I didn't have an axe to grind against God or, or, or the church, uh, certainly not against Christian belief. However, I, what, what occurred was I was in college and I had an experience whereby I, I met a, a bunch of students and a small number of professors who were devout Christians, and they their witness, the, the peace that they exuded, the tranquility that I saw in them made me aware of how impoverished I was. And their character, their witness was, was powerfully attractive. And I, I just found myself hanging out with them more and more. Mm -hmm. Now, I thought they were wrong. You know, mm -hmm. my atheism was an intellectual conclusion based on reality the way I, I, I perceived it. You know, if God exists, why is, why is the world like this? Mm -hmm. um, but they invited me onto a retreat, and on that retreat, I had an experience of God. So I went into that retreat, in, an atheist, and I came out a believer. And what I did on that retreat, and, and I, I felt, to be honest, c completely foolish doing this, I, you know, I knelt down and, and um, I... I said to God, I said to the Lord, if, if you exist, and I don't believe you do, but if you exist, please reveal yourself to me. And, and if, if, if you do, if you can give me the faith that I see in them, I will give you my life. And so um, I, I had an experience of God, I, and an experience that was so strong and so frankly startling that it, it's just as startling for me today. It's just as real. It's just... I mean that that experience was was timeless in the sense that it feels like it occurred five minutes ago, hmm. uh, but it changed my life. And so then I later on, you know, I finished my college studies. I did two graduate degrees, and then I sensed a call to the to the priesthood after that. And it was in my formation as a priest. Uh, it was actually the the year before I was ordained when I was when I was a deacon that I was put into exorcism ministry. And so I, here I am. So this is a real thing, right? This is, this is one of the largest radio audiences in the country right now. And, and so there's going to be a lot of diversity of opinion on such things. This is real. This isn't just the stuff of movies. This goes on. Real demonic possession, oppression, persecution occurs. You've witnessed this firsthand. You were trained to confront this? What's that training like? 
Well, uh, there certainly is training for it, and and uh, but one of the one of the odd things, the quirky things about me is that I didn't have any training. <laughs> so what what happened is I, I was assigned as my uh, first parish church after ordination as a deacon. Uh, I was assigned to an extraordinarily large church, and the exorcists of that archdiocese were stationed there. Uh, so I was I was a help to them. Uh, in the matters pertaining to running that church. Uh, and so, but they had so many cases of actual possession and oppression of persons that when something lesser would come in, for example, a house infestation, like haunting phenomena within a house or uh, some, some kind of object or an, an animal that uh, some diabolical influence is, is happening upon this animal like in, in a clear way. It's operating in a way that, that is occultish. Um, one in kind of a, a moment of exhaustion just uh, turned to me and, and when, I, when a call came in for a house that was ex exhibiting poltergeist phenomena, he just turned to me and said, Deacon, go get rid of the devil. So I had zero training. But I knew, I had an awareness that if the devil is in a place, he, he's there for a reason. And so my job is to find out what that reason is, and my job is to undo that reason, is mm. to help the victim, the, the relevant family, uh, the people who are involved, to close whatever door was opened. And because as long as that door is open, the devil has every right to be there. And I don't have the ability to usurp a right from the devil, but whoever gave him that right, uh, that person or those persons certainly have that that right and that ability. I think a lot of us are looking at the broader culture right now and looking at the conversations and debates we are having about first and fundamental things that no previous generation of Western civilization ever bothered to argue about, just everything else, but not these things. And are wondering if if the enemy might have an opening in the broader culture. Before we get to to that broader conversation, let, let's keep it very specific on what you have seen on an individual basis. When you talk about openings, what do you mean? Right. So what happens is that the, the, where the devil exists or resides, if he's formed a relationship with you, with your home, then what what what's happened is he he there's a there's been a contract made where he has gained a certain right to be there and as long as he possesses that right he i can't evict him nor can nor can really anyone else right just like i can't evict you out of your own home because you have a right to be there and mm -hmm. i don't have the right to kick you out therefore but when people do something such as a grievous sin, uh, such as um, commit an act of of the occult, right? The use of a Ouija board, the Reagan playing with uh, Captain Howdy on the Ouija board in the in the Exorcist is kind of the stuff you're talking about. Exactly, okay. it, putting a curse on someone, mm -hmm. consulting a fortune teller, or so forth. Uh, then you've given the right to the devil to be part of you. You've given him the right to have a relationship with you. But it doesn't mean just that. I mean, the, the misuse of our sexuality, for example, like I'm, I'm thinking of one case, um, gentleman, he had a one night stand with somebody and his life was absolutely different after that. 
Uh, he was not in control of his own body. And where he was normally free, he was no longer free. So a debilitating depression, um, uh, the, the parts of his body would act uh, in their own accord as if, as if they had someone else at the controls. Um, he thought he himself was nuts. And this is, this is the, the difference and the distinction between mental illness. So the vast majority of the cases, and I would say loosely about 65% of the people that come to an exorcist looking for exorcism ministry, what they're really suffering from is mental illness, mm-hmm. right? So we employ uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, mental health professionals to to give people an assessment whereby, okay, they're experiencing something that is distressing. Let's find the cause of that. And most of the time, two-thirds of the time roughly, it's mental health, right? So we refer those people to people that can help them. But in terms of the rest... You know, that the other third, there's something there that is evil, that is affecting them. It's not just in their minds. But ironically, when you have somebody with mental illness, the first thing they're going to say is, oh, I'm not crazy. I don't I don't have a mental health problem. But the people who do have a genuine diabolical situation on their hands, they're the ones that will say, you know, I, Father, I think I'm just crazy because hmm. I did X but it wasn't me that did it, but I know that I did it. Hmm. So they speak in contradictory terms, right? So when you when you hear that, they're, what they're describing, they're formulating, hey, that there's someone else at the controls here, there's something else doing this. Um, I experienced myself doing it, but it wasn't me. I didn't want to do it, and yet I did it. And so then at that point, then you begin a diagnostic. You test to see, does reality correspond to what they're saying? I'm up against a break here. Really quick, though. How often in that other third, Father, is it just our own sinfulness? Is it someone that just needs discipled, um, fruit of the spirit kind of stuff? How often is it just that? The vast vast majority. The vast majority. So sin gives rights to the devil, Mm. right? So when you were conceived inside your mother's womb, when, when I was... We all belong to the devil. Although we were a creation of God, that the penalty for the sin of our first parent, Adam, uh, came to us. It befell us. At the moment we were created, we belong to the enemy. And this is why we baptize. We baptize to remove the rights of the devil to that individual. So when we sin, we are giving those rights back to the devil. So he has every right to possess when there's a grievous sin. Uh, what, in, what in Catholicism we would call a mortal sin, a sin that is so grave that it, it evicts the presence of the Holy Spirit from within us, giving hmm. jurisdiction to the devil. This is the, the sin that has, that has uh, no life, uh, that has no ability to save our lives, which is described in, in Scripture. All right, when we come back, have we seen, has the Father seen an uptick in the kind of activity that he just described is in recent years? And if so, what could that mean uh, for the broader culture? Back in 60 seconds. What I think you should do today if you're struggling, and I think most Americans are, if you own your own home and you have a lot of credit card debt, 
please, will you just consider talking to the people at American Financing about taking out a consolidation loan? It may not be right for you, but explore this. That means you're going to get rid of the high interest credit card debt that's over 20 percent, 21, even 22 percent. That's insanity. Leverage the equity of your home while the equity is still high. Go to American Financing. Use that equity to pay off your debt. You'll pay in the sixes instead of the 20s that you're paying now. And you may be able to delay two mortgage payments and close in as fast as 10 days. That's going to save you money every time and give you a little bit of breathing room. So call American Financing, their salary-based mortgage consultants at 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, back here on the Glenn Beck program, and a, a lot of us, Steve Dace, by the way, filling in today for Glenn, a, a lot of us are looking at what's going on in the broader culture and sensing something more is happening. This is, this is more than a, than, a, than a culture war. And, and we agree uh, on this show, and we talk about, uh, on my normal show anyway, and I know Glenn agrees with a lot of this too. Um, I think, Todd, the first time you ever met Glenn, by the way, you had literally the first time you had met him, he comes up, introduces himself to you, right? Shakes your hand, then yes. turns to me and says, Hey, I think we might be close to Jesus coming back. Right? I mean, that was the first conversation we sat with down you for ever like had. a 45 yes. minute talk of the end of days. <laughs> we discussed nice to meet you, Glenn. <laughs> that was the first conversation you ever had with Glenn Beck, by the way. So, I mean, these are themes that this audience will not be unfamiliar with. And certainly our show, if you listen, we even may be even more intent in going through these things particularly because I, I have no other explanation for a lot of the things that, that, that are going on in the culture other than what's happening in the unseen realm must be spilling out uh, in, into the natural world. Father Carlos Martins is the host of the Exorcist Files podcast. He is with us now. Um, Father, how many years have, have you been on the front lines of, of spiritual warfare here? How many years have you been doing this? Uh, since 2008. So, gosh, it's been um, about 15 years now. How many full-fledged exorcisms have you been involved in? Oh, gosh, I wouldn't know, but it's been many, many, many dozens. Many dozens. Have you seen an uptick in either the frequency and or the potency in, in the last few years? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, steadily. Every, every year, more calls come in. Uh, and, and why is that? Well, a, a number of reasons, but the primary one is, you know, there's... There's the, the Christianity is just being abandoned. We're, we are no longer a Christian culture. Christendom has been eclipsed mm -hmm. in Western society. And so there, with this re-embrace of paganism, then what you, what you have is the devil running amok. And people are, through, through their actions, doing things that are just flat out and out evil, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what kids do in high school today, you couldn't have imagined 50 years ago you know, yeah, I mean if we thought gosh if we thought the 70s and the 80s were bad look at what's happening now in school and you know that the irony is uh, in the early in the early centuries during the time of the church fathers right the good the, the nascent Christian church one of the one of the causes for people's conversions is that Christian exorcists had such great success over demons over spirits, over and above 
kind of the local witch doctor, the local mm-hmm. pagan witch doctor. That became that became a great apologetic for the Christian Church, right? So we're we're entering into that again, whereby people are are you know they've tried everything, they've visited mental health professionals, they've received prescriptions for uh, anti uh, for antidepressants and so forth. That's not fixing the problem, and so finally they're coming to an exorcist not because they have any kind of faith but because they've exhausted everything else and they've been encouraged by friends like hey you've got nothing to lose go see the go see the priest i've got about a minute here have you ever lost well you know really i'm 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 not one of the people battling it it's it's christ against the demon christ is the true exorcist and and it, somebody like me we're just an agent Mm-hmm. So Christ never loses. He never loses. All right, we'll come so, back. More with Father Carlos Martins here in a moment on the Glenn Beck Program. Stay tuned. The Glenn Beck Program. Looking for peace of mind when it comes to your car or your truck's performance? Look no further than Car Shield. I know that auto repairs can be a real headache. I have a couple of old trucks. They have scars on them, hard use. I rely on them to help me get the work done that's needed to maintain the farm and the ranch and get the cattle feed and all that. That's why I called Car Shield. I don't have to worry about the rising cost of car or truck repairs. Plus, I've locked in my price and it will never go up. Car Shield offers protection plans for every budget. They cover more parts than ever before. Whether your car has 5,000 or 150,000 miles on it, doesn't matter. They offer plans that come with roadside assistance 24-7, courtesy towing, rental car options, CarShield, dedicated to protecting what you drive. Get coverage like I did. Call CarShield today at 800-227-6100. Save 20% on your plan. Lock in your price and it'll never go up. 800-227-6100. CarShield.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. Avoiding the woke mainstream messaging in favor of truth. More Glenn Beck in a moment. Steve Dace here, filling in for Glenn Beck this morning on the Glenn Beck program. Back here with Father Carlos Martins from the Exorcist Files podcast, because he is an actual exorcist. And Father, forgive me, I asked a a difficult question right before the break that was very loaded. Um, But a lot of, uh, so I want to reset it. A lot of what we get from what you are doing, or spiritual warfare, comes from movies, right? And sometimes in the movies, the bad guy wins, you know, in in the demon possession movie. So that's why I wanted to ask you the question, have you ever lost? And I thought you you drew a very important distinction about what is what is going on here in these confrontations. So I want to go back and let you kind of reset that answer because I want to make sure everybody heard you clearly. Yeah, sure. So look, Christ never loses. He's the real exorcist. And the rest of us, we're just, with, with the title of exorcist, we're just his agents. So Christ never loses, it, but, but he picks the time of his victory. You know, I, I think, you know, biblically, when you, when you look at the most poignant 
confrontation that Christ has with a demoniac, which is at the scene at, at Gerasim, you know, the, the demon sees Christ coming at a distance and runs towards him and says, what have you to do with us? Have you come to destroy us before the appointed time? Right? So they know that, that they're going to be utterly and completely defeated. The demons know this. And they also know that it's Christ that's going to do it. And so they, there is a time that they're aware that this is going to take place. And so all of a sudden they see him coming and they're worried. Wait a minute. Have you changed the time on us? Have you moved up the date? Right? We beg you, do not torment us. Right? Christ is the strong man. He's the plunderer of the demonic kingdom. So he doesn't lose. The, the, the devil has already made a confession of loss. Right? He's already preempted hmm. his defeat with, with his speech, so to speak, to the Lord. So Christ doesn't lose. Now, myself or, or any agent of God trying to pray and, and, and loosen somebody from a grip of the devil, can we, can we be inadequate to the job? Sure we can. Sure. But at the end of the day, even that isn't a hindrance to Christ. Christ himself doesn't need us to liberate somebody. Or we can be very, very imperfect, very, you know, making mistakes, and he can still win the day. It, it's really up to God. That brings us full circle to something you said earlier. And, and we depicted a version of this in our movie, Nefarious. And the demon says that there needs to be a series of yeses, that possession is a process. Um, he describes really almost a, a covenantal form of a relationship, kind of a, a reverse conversion, uh, if you will. Uh, and in, in terms of a different, uh, an, an, you know, an aberrant spiritual relationship that proceeds in degrees, almost a reverse sanctification process uh, right. within a conversion. And and you were making the point that you are the, the because we are living in a post-Christian era now. We are for the first time in the West in a post-Christian. There was the pre-Christian West, and there was the Christian West, and now we have the post-Christian West. That that now, I mean, some, you're going to say yes to something spiritually, right? So you know, um, not to be an evangelical and go all, go all August, uh, Augustinian here, but you're going to say yes to the city of, of God or the city of man. You're going to belong to one of these kingdoms, and and so I, if you if you don't say yes to the the kingdom of God, then you're going to belong to the other to some varying degree, and 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 because we are living in a post-Christian society, um, we are now not just adopting pagan or godless ideals we're inhabiting them and this is and they're inhabiting us and this is coming out in what we are seeing in this wrestling for these fundamental definitions and foundations of society that used to transcend politics and now they are the substance of it right right yeah exactly so so things that that are are evil when we don't have a christian worldview when we don't have grace within us when we don't view reality through the lens of God, things that are evil appear good to us, and and we embrace them. And you know, somebody, you know, here's a fine example. You know, somebody who I think is an absolute utter genius, who who I it just I admire his his thinking in so many ways, and that's Elon Musk. You know, he's created an industry that is now changing the automobile industry, but he's done more than that. He, you know, he's embraced technology and he's pushed so many. He's he's just redefined uh, the the technological and scientific realm of what is achievable, 
And when you hear him talking about just different things, even outside his 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 industries, you know, when you hear him talk about free speech and his desire, his, his purchase of Twitter in order to ensure free speech, because he's aware that a free society, that a moral society has to have free speech mm-hmm. to buttress that. And so, I mean, all of the, it, it, just his natural intelligence and his natural desire to be good, that a, a person who is good is going to be moral. And to be moral, you need intelligence. To have intelligence, you need the free exchange of ideas. I mean, he's just, he's, he's discovered this on his own, so to speak. However, even he, you know, his company, Tesla, will pay for their employees to go out of state and get, and get an abortion if they need it. So here you have somebody who, in terms of natural intelligence, is is on cutting edge. But without the light of Christ, without that grace to inform your conscience that, wait a second, what you're doing here is you're paying for people to go kill their babies. That this is the difference that a Christian faith makes. It informs your intellect. That when, when somebody is in the realm of faith, when they've embraced Christ, Christ informs your intellect and is operative there and and gives you a lens by which to view the world so that even a natural intellect that is superlative is inadequate to keep somebody from Mm. committing evil in this life. I've got about five more minutes with you, and I I would be remiss if I didn't ask a couple of questions that I know the audience um, is curious about. Number one, have you ever been scared? The stuff that we see in movies, you know, wall walking, heads turning, projectile vomiting. Is that real? Have you ever witnessed stuff like that? Sure. And levitation and so forth and being struck, you know, being hit violently. I mean, I I had uh, on one occasion, my skull was hit so hard I needed two surgeries to repair it. Wow. Um, But and I'm asked this question a lot and and I'll, I'll give you a truthful answer. The truthful answer is no. Uh, I've never been scared. Uh, now, I, I've, I've never been scared because I know what fear is. Fear is living apart from God. So as mm. a convert from atheism, I know what it's like to not have Christ. And once, w- when I had Christ, when he came to me, when, when he gave me belief, you know, nothing, th- there is nothing that can keep me from him. So the, 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 the devil doing his tricks, d- the devil displaying his his power which is a very limited power that the devil if he had the power to control me to to defeat me to kill me to annihilate me he would have done so but he doesn't have that power so in the end i there's no parlor trip parlor trick that that would make me afraid of him my fear is offending christ my fear is being distant from christ that's what fear is Mm. finally i teased this earlier you personally witnessed some of uh, the antics, um, obstacles uh, that we had to put up with for several years to, to get nefarious made, to get it distributed. Um, and you came to our premiere in Dallas, uh, and uh, it was great to have you there. And of course, because it's the movie Nefarious, we were having technical difficulties. And literally not a day went by that there was not some form of technical difficulty somewhere involving this film for like three years. Uh, you experienced some of this firsthand. Can you tell our audience that story? Sure, yeah. So, you know, the the 
at the premiere, the, the day before, they were conducting interviews of various persons. And myself, I wasn't directly involved in the, in the making of the movie. But when I was sent a screener, I saw it and I thought, you know what? Gosh, this is just so well done. This depicts so well the mind of the devil and, and what he's about that, that I promoted it. I, I thought the movie was something that it was really worth seeing. So in, in, as a thanks, um, Chuck and Carrie, the, the, the writers of the movie, producers, they had me uh, come to the premiere. And I was part, they, they asked if I'd be willing to give an interview during that session the day before the premiere. And so I did. And that interview lasted a little bit over an hour. And then I walked away. I, I went, met a friend, went out for a walk. And I, my phone was still turned off from that interview. And I, I didn't realize it. About two and a half hours after the interview was done, I looked, I, I turned on my phone and gosh, there was just a plethora of text messages. Uh, the, so the first one saying, Father, you know, our apologies. Um, half of your interview didn't record. The other half, the files are, have been corrupted and we can't open them. Um, a couple minutes later, okay, our, our recording equipment isn't responding. Not sure what's going on here. Would you be able to come back so we can redo this? Next message. Okay, now the lights are flickering on and off and we're hearing noises coming <laughs> from uh, the area of the room where the couches are. Can you please come here and do prayers? So uh, I took a, a taxi back to the hotel and, uh, you know, we, we have in the Catholic Church, we have a, a ritual, a procedure for such a thing. Uh, we have a set of prayers that we do for a place that where the devil is, is displaying his power. So it involves... Uh, the use of holy water. So I made holy water in, in my hotel room and I walked down the hall uh, to, the, to that, that makeshift studio. And so I stood in the center of where all of the manifestations were occurring. And I stood with my back uh, to the window of the room. So we're up on the fifth floor. So behind me is just the window and then a five-story drop down onto the ground. And I started the prayers. And, and just maybe one or two sentences into them, I could hear immediately behind me behind my behind my right ear the a chanting uh, i and i couldn't make out the words i couldn't tell you what language it was but there was nobody behind me and it was not something i was hearing through the window it sounded like uh, the, the sound was being produced uh, five inches from me five inches five inches from my ear uh, so i i just continued and there's a line within that prayer within that exorcism of a place that towards the end and the line is bow down of course you're addressing the demons here bow down to the holy and terrible name of jesus terrible of course for the demons everything stopped uh, so no more diabolical phenomena no more lights flashing hmm. no more non-responsive equipment everything came to an end and so i i said to carrie and chuck i said look your, your premiere is tomorrow you're occupying three theaters why don't we just preempt things and have me go and do the same thing in the theater? Uh, and so that's exactly what we did before the movie played. And uh, the event, as you saw, as yeah. you witnessed, yeah. it happened hitch-free. Yeah. In fact, I came in for my interview right after, right after all this, and everything worked perfectly fine. So yeah. it's great to see you again, brother. Thank you very much for joining us and uh, giving us so much of your time. Appreciate you. Absolutely. My pleasure. That is Father Carlos Martins. Uh, we'll take a quick break, come back, and have some thoughts on the conversation you just heard here in a moment. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. 
the Glenn Beck Program. Ever since he tried the Rough Greens for the first time, my dog, Uno, has changed. He's a completely different dog. I hear from people all the time in the audience. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of letters have come in who have had the same experience with their dog. They've heard me talk about Rough Greens on the show. They get some for themselves. And as soon as they sprinkle it on the dog's food, the dog literally wolfs it down. And it's really good for him. It's not a dog food. It's just chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics and omega oils that you sprinkle. Your dog needs these things to be healthy. My dog was easy. From the first time he tried Rough Greens, Uno was in love. Some dogs take a little bit to get used to the new flavor, though. Dr. Dennis Black, the inventor of Rough Greens, was on the phone with me last week. He doesn't want that to be a reason for you not to try. So right now, he's got a special gift available. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. Put it on your dog's food and begin to watch your dog become healthier. Steve Dace here filling in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck program. I want to thank Father Carlos Martins from the Exorcist Files podcast for joining us this hour. And I, I mentioned uh, to Father Carlos that we have I can't, years of issues making the, this movie nefarious that's available now, uh, streaming now on uh, iTunes, Apple, Google, YouTube, uh, Voodoo, Dish, and Salem Now. So if you want to see the movie and you didn't get a chance to in theaters, you want to see it again, now's your, now's your chance. Uh, just Just... After the premiere that Father Carlos was at, uh, I went into the hospital uh, with a deadly MRSA bacterial infection that they had to painfully carve out of my armpit. I then went back into the hospital a week later because I had severe allergic reactions to the antibiotics I had to take to kill said infection. One of our producers, uh, Chris Jones, was loading his son Judah into the backseat of his car in a parking lot. And out of nowhere in this parking lot, a car came by and nearly totaled uh, his car, uh, nearly killed him and his son, uh, tore the back door off of the car. And a day later, one of our other producers, John Sullivan, his car, I think it was parked in front of his home uh, and was totaled by a nursing student in the middle, in early in the morning, who had fallen asleep at the wheel. These things all went down, all went down right around the release of our film in a span of two weeks. And that, those are, that's just a, a, a sampling of what went on uh, during, and still goes on, uh, during the making distribution uh, of, this, of this film. What do you guys think of the conversation we had with uh, Father, Father Martins? That man knows how to keep it real. Uh, Steve, in having me be on the show as a Catholic and always talking about how the importance, if you're going to have differences with Catholics, be about uh, have differences with what they actually believe and not what you think they believe. If you need to start somewhere, start with Father Martin's because the beginning of the creed when we at Easter, when we welcome people into the church, we start we, we don't just recite it, but we we respond to it. And the first things we do: Do you reject Satan? Yes, and all his works. Yes. If you have questions about the Catholic faith, go start with Father Martins because the man keeps it real. What'd you think, Aaron? I just thought the, the conversation about sin 
specifically was was fascinating. Mm-hmm. We as believers have power over because of the the Holy Spirit, but the consequences of sin can be terrifying. And you're seeing that play itself out in the broader culture. That's the conversation we'll have with Stephen Strang of Charisma Magazine when we come back here on the Glenn Beck program. Stay tuned. So last hour, we talked about what is happening in America spiritually to us and because of us individually. How is that impacting what is happening, though, across the entire culture? That's the conversation we'll have this hour on the Glenn Beck Program, back in 60 seconds. Jim Rogers, co-founder of our favorite, note the sarcasm, Soros Management Fund, says that a bear market is coming and that the U.S. dollar's global dominance is under threat. Is the bear market coming because Glenn took a vacation? Probably. It's always his fault. Since their firm is notorious for crashing the pound sterling, you should take heed when Rogers is talking about a currency collapse. Rogers said he's bracing for the biggest market downturn in eight decades. Is that bad? And that commodities are the best hedges against inflation. Also, he owns silver and gold currently. You should be extremely worried, he said. If you're not, you don't know what's going on. Well, I know something bad is going to happen in the currency market in the next two or three years. So with Glenn out this week, Goldline has decided to extend its popular Memorial Day special through the end of the week. Glenn helped design a quarter ounce gold Mayflower round. It's beautiful with every tube of 25 acquired. You will also receive 25 ounces of pure silver at no cost as a thank you for listening to the show. Call Goldline at 866-GOLDLINE or go to goldline.com to find out more today. 866 866- 66goldline or goldline.com All right, back here with our final hour on the Glenbeck program. I'm Steve Dace alongside Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. Our day is just beginning. If you are a Blaze TV subscriber, you get us for five consecutive hours. Uh, my show, uh, regular show, still coming up here uh, at the top of uh, the next hour. And it's going to be a direct follow-up to the conversation we've been having the last two hours or the final two hours of the Glenn Beck program. Uh, we're going we're gonna to take the 10 hot-button culture war issues as selected by yours truly, and we're going to debate them for two hours, whether or not we are dealing with something that is truly demonic or we just disagree with Democrats? Is it just political 
right? If you go to the if you go to the 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 preface that C.S. Lewis writes to the screw tape letters, he says, "Hey, the biggest mistake we make on one hand is either giving the devil way too much credit or acting as if he's not there at all, right? So, are we just having di- political disagreements on the right with people who just disagree with us, right? We often mock them for saying to us every time we dis- they disagree, we must be a Russian hacker, uh, we must be a Russian agent, we must be Hitler, literally Mussolini." Let's not return that necessarily. All right, let's love our neighbors or love ourselves. Sometimes people of, you know, um, of integrity and, and good conscience just can disagree and do so vehemently. So are we just disagreeing vehemently politically or is there something else at play here? And so we'll discuss that as it relates to specific issues when my show begins right after I get done doing Glenn's show here uh, about an hour from now. But we want to welcome to the show now, Stephen Strang. Uh, he is with Charisma Ma- Magazine. And it's, uh, it's a pleasure, Stephen, to have you with us here on the show, brother. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me. You bet. And we have been talking about whether there is, w- w- there's a lot that we are seeing in our culture today. We're, frankly, we're seeing more than we've ever seen, uh, uh, for both good and bad in our culture today. But is there more than meets the eye? And I got to know uh, two individuals through the making and the promotion of Nefarious, Father Carlos Martins, who was with us last hour, uh, and Stephen Strang from Charisma Magazine as well. And both of you guys um, were very vocal in your support of our film and what you thought it did to shine a light on what is going on uh, with uh, the darkness and its influence in the culture. So, so Stephen, let me, let me start there. Point blank. Do you believe American culture right now is under some form of direct demonic influence. Absolutely, I do. And there's a lot of ways that we can dive into that. I actually do it in my book, Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World. I think the reason the world is upside down is because of demonic influence. And I'll just tell you that at Charisma Media, we went all in to push nefarious. And even this week, I had several occasions in personal conversations to tell people, you need to go see that movie, it's on Salem, and I'll just start by um, you know, telling everybody they need to see it because you, see the, you can see with your own eyes what happens with a demoniac. Now, it is one poor soul, but those demons uh, tell us what their real agenda is, which is a lot like screw tape letters, which you just uh, mentioned. But demonic activity has gone back to the beginning of time, and it has only been curbed in a lot of ways because of Christianity. I mean, there was paganism rampant in the Roman Empire, in the Greek Empire, in Israel itself, and that was exercised by the the creation, the development of the early church, Mm -hmm. the early Christian church. It's gone. It is gone. There is nobody who goes to a Zeus temple anymore. However, we believe, I believe, that the spirits that were around uh, are coming back with a vengeance. And this is the topic of uh, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn's latest book called The Return of the Gods, Small G. He is believing that what we're seeing is paganism, paganism, and demons are the kind of the same thing, different terminologies. And he was on Glenn Beck, uh, I think it was on Good Friday, and uh, 
that book just went crazy because it opened people's eyes. Mm -hmm. He talks about how what we're seeing is a return of paganism in our culture. Now, paganism is around the world. There are some really bad places. They don't tend to affect you in Iowa or me in Florida. You know, we're more aware of what's happening in our lives, but in our culture, which has basically been a Judeo-Christian culture, even if people have not really served God in the way the Bible says, but it goes all the way back to our uh, early immigrants and then our founding fathers and down through history right up to the current time. And there's still a lot, a lot of, of God-fearing people who believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and all this kind of stuff, but it seems that the other side is becoming more and more and more brazen and trying to, you know, uh, stop our religious freedoms and everything else. But of course, we're not talking about that. It's like, why do people act the way they do? Mm -hmm. If you can understand demons and demonic activities, the Bible, I'm a Christian journalist, so I'll quote the Bible. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is not against people, but it's against principalities and powers. And let me make this comment and I'll turn it back to you. Uh, you know, we all understand the, the natural realm. That's what we exist in every single day of our lives. But I believe that the spiritual realm, which we don't see, is actually more real because that's the realm that will continue even after we're long gone. Hmm. But it's something that people don't understand. It's like trying to understand electricity or the internet. We kind of see what it does. We sort of know mm -hmm. how to use it, but we do not understand it. And we don't understand the spiritual realm, although the Bible gives us guidelines and there are people with spiritual insight, we call them gifts of the spirit who have discernment, who can actually minister to people who are affected by the demonic. Now that's kind of a different discussion. Hopefully we'll get to it. Actually, my book delves into that a little bit more. But it, uh, our culture and these people that are just crazy are demonized. They just are. And they could call us crazy or whatever. I'm saying they're demonized. Now, I'm not saying specific people. I'm talking about groups of people. Some of the stuff that's done, they're just crazy. It's almost like in the New Testament where right. the demoniac. Yeah. Uh, Have you come uh, to persecute us before the appointed time, son of man, kind of stuff? Yes. Exactly. And then, they, then the demons went into pigs and they ran over the cliff. And there were people that were chained in, in uh, cemeteries and they wouldn't even wear clothes and all that kind of stuff. You know what? We don't see those examples. It's called Pride that, Fest now. Things yes. like that are happening. I want to relay to you a conversation that uh, I had with Tucker Carlson last summer and get your reaction to it. And he came, uh, I think, uh, pound for pound, the most impactful um, member of the media commentarian uh, that I have seen in my time working in media. And that's why they had to get rid of him. And he came to Iowa you know, for... I believe even more than that. I believe in a way he's prophetic to our culture. Well, you're going to certainly think that when I pass this along to you. Uh, he came to Iowa for an event we did uh, with him last summer. And we got to have a private dinner with him. And we asked him, hey, what happened to the, 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 the bow-tied, chipper libertarian uh, from his, his MSNBC and CNN days? They used to do shows with his buddy Rachel Maddow and frankly thought people like us were the reasons Republicans could never win elections and were driving the party too far to the right. I mean, now you are the ultimate culture warrior. Um, we don't think Fox probably had any idea that you were going to do the kind of show that you're now doing when they hired you. Um, 
what happened? What, what changed your thinking? And he talked about his wife is very evangelical and he's kind of, you know, um, quasi, you know, theistic and religious. He grew up in a Republican home. Uh, his dad was a Republican uh, an, uh, activist in, in Georgetown. And uh, all of his friends were uh, people that worked in politics for Republicans and Democrats. And they all had a lot of, they, they trick or treated together, Christmas together, Thanksgiving together, party together. And he, he, he thought, you know, I could see why someone who uh, has a different view of, 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 you know, what Medicare and Medicaid ought to do for people than me. I, I don't think that makes you a terrible person. I can see why someone would have those viewpoints and we just disagree. He said, though, my wife had been warning me for the last few years that things have gotten increasingly darker and something else is going on. And he said, for the first time in my career, there are things that we are doing politically that just no one benefits from. Like the, the, people benefit from Medicare and Medicaid. We can debate whether those are the best ways to help the people that are getting that benefit, but they are benefiting from it. No one is benefited, benefiting from let's castrate 12-year-old boys. No one is benefiting from let's chest bind, uh, you know, 13-year-old girls. No one is benefiting from let's put grown men in women's locker rooms. No one's benefiting from this stuff. And he said, I finally, you know, I had to finally admit to my wife and frankly to people like you guys, yeah, that, that, when we start doing things politically that there is no obvious human benefit to, he said, Stephen, the only conclusion I could come to is that there must be some spiritual component here. There, there's some other darkness going on here. I've got about a, a couple, about about a minute and a half. Give me your reaction to that. Well, you're absolutely right. And the use of word darkness is a very appropriate word. And people who watch your movie notice how I pushed it again. Uh, <laughs> there is definitely a darkness you can see it, you could feel it, you feel sorry for this poor helpless person that's possessed by this demon. And the demon even uh, wanted him to be electrocuted so he would suffer more. And this is what we're seeing in our culture. But uh, Tucker Carlson is absolutely right. There's a darkness, but there was a darkness with Hitler, with Stalin, even with the Roman Empire. You know, it's been throughout history but we've been holding it back. The, the Christianity, in a way, and people of moral values have been holding it back, but it's coming with a vengeance. And I think it's even more sinister than what you just articulated, but we have got to stand up to it and we've got to understand how we, we can't just complain about the darkness. Mm -hmm. We've got to light a light. And what happens with light? The darkness disappears and the darker it is, the smaller the light will make a difference uh, because it seems like it's an uphill battle. At least it seems like that to me. And we cover this every single day uh, on Charisma Media, our website and the other things that we do. And so I live in this world and my book, Spirit Led Living in an Upside Down World, was my attempt to try to uh, provide some answers and also to help people put this in perspective because a lot of people, maybe even most people, understand that something is seriously mm -hmm. wrong with our country and they don't know what it is. Tucker Carlson is one of the ones that gets it. We'll come back more with Stephen Strang. I want to talk about specific issue. There's one specific issue happening right now that to me, I think perfectly makes the case. What we're dealing with here is not just mere, even radical political division or disagreement, but something metaphysical. We'll talk about that more here with Stephen Strang from Charisma Magazine in just a moment. 
Did you know that magnetic tape, like what was used in VHS and camcorder tapes, was only made to last 10 to 20 years? And that's if it's stored in optimal conditions, which means your baby's first steps, kindergarten graduations, prom photos, they are fading away, especially if they're attic, basement, or garage. Digitize your old media with Legacy Box. It will stop the fading process by preserving your recordings. They will be safe forever. Plus, for a limited time, Legacy Box is running a $9 videotape sale. Now, normally that's like 27 or $30. At this price, there's never been a better time to convert your entire collection. Legacy Box is the safest and easiest way to preserve your past, and it's been trusted by over a million families, including mine. In fact, we trust them to help us with the preservation of photos and film from the museum. Your memories are meant to be shared, not worn away with time. Don't let this summer's heat age your videotapes, films, and fade your photos. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Shop their $9 tape sale. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. All right, back here on the Glenn Beck program, Stephen Strang from Charisma Magazine is our guest. Uh, his new book, uh, Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World, you can check that out as well. Um, and so, uh, Stephen, when I was doing publicity for the theatrical release of our movie, Nefarious, um, and did a lot of interviews for that, a, a question that I got very often was, give me an example. Can you give us an example of, uh, of something we are confronting in the culture, an issue that you think has no political benefit or basis that is just purely of demonic influence. And the issue that I pointed out is, um, uh, is the trans issue. And here's why. Human sin, in, 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 in its essence, is a, is a defiance of God's will. All right? But in practicum, what we think we are doing uh, is is actually exploiting the talents, abilities, drives, desires, impulses that God puts in us, breaking free of the guardrails and the guidance that he puts around such things. Uh, and, and we think we are actually now maximizing them. Um, I mean, for example, if sex within marriage is great, then more sex outside of marriage with more people could only be better. Uh, and so we break free of those guardrails and, uh, and that ends up usually being a monkey paw story and blows up in our own faces. Sin in practicum is an exploitation of the desires, drives, impulses, uh, that God places within us. What you see with things like the trans issue is a denial of those things. We, we no longer say, I want to exploit the, the drive that God put within me to mate with the other gender, we, we now deny that God put that drive in me at all. We now, that, we now deny that God made me male or female at all. Uh, or as we like to say on my show, I think, Aaron, you put it thusly, that sin is a perversion of reality. With, the, with things like what we're doing now, with, nihilistically, with things like the trans issue, is a rejection of that reality. Uh, and, and to me, there's no benefit there. I mean, there is, I can see why you'd be tempted to sin sexually, um, because of the pleasure you would get from it before the, the cost benefit would start going against you. There is no benefit to having my male genitals removed and just having an empty void placed between my legs via a, a, a very, uh, disgusting and disturbing surgery. That is to me, that goes beyond our depravity as, as sinners to now we are seeking to, uh, those are things that we do that work against even our own desires. And that to me is demonic in nature, nihilistic in nature. That's an example of what I'm talking about. Another one I would use is, um, you know, when I, when I was growing up in the 80s, the movie Wall Street, Gordon Gecko, greed is good. 
So materialism for materialism's uh, sake, the, 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 the instinct God gives in us for significance and achievement to just break free of any, of any godly guidance there and just make it purely materialistic and ego-driven in nature, that is sin. Now we don't take any risks. Now we don't show any ingenuity, uh, any initiative at all. Now I want to be a ward of the state. Now I want a king. Again, that's a denial of the instincts and behaviors that, that God instilled in me. I think when we get to, when, we, when we're exploitive, I think that is sin. When we're nihilistic, I think that is demonic. And more of the stuff that we're seeing in our culture war today is not, ex, is not merely exploitive. It is transcended into nihilistic. What are your thoughts on that? In about two minutes. Boy, we, yeah, in two minutes. We can talk <laughs> for two hours about it. Um, you know, you make a lot of sense, but let me, let me say this. You talk about money. You know, say money is good. It helps us uh, take care of our families and so forth. But just getting more and more money by robbing a bank or burglarizing somebody's home is not good. It's wrong. And there are places, you know, where crime is rampant, where this happens all the time. But our culture cannot exist with that. So there are guards, you call them guardrails, there's also consequences. Mm -hmm. In sexuality, it's, it's kind of the same thing. And you talk about the trans movement, but I saw a sign on the media, somebody was protesting what's going on at Target. And the sign said, uh, don't make gay boys think they're girls. And I don't, I hadn't really thought about it, but I thought, yes, all the little boys that want to be girls, they are gay at some level. We're talking about a gay issue. And uh, if you know anything about it, and thankfully I don't live in that world, but there are a lot of, um, uh, you know, what do you call it? Uh, I don't even know, can't remember the word of, things that turn people on. And it just happens that for a lot of people, being the other sex is stimulating to them in some way. Uh, in my book, I go into this in some, and I did some research, and about 75% of men who say they're trans women really never do the, that surgery that you described. Mm -hmm. Instead, we would have used to call them transvestites. Exactly. That's the point that Riley Gaines, the championship a swimmer has been making and trying to bring that word back. More with Stephen Strang here in a moment. The Glenn Back Program. Your credit card debt is getting more expensive. If you're only able to make the minimum payment every month, it can be overwhelming to find a way to get out of debt. It'll take you years to pay off that debt because you're not touching the principal balance. As a homeowner, there is a better way. Tap into your home's equity and pay off that credit card debt. Maybe save hundreds, even $1,000 a month. American Financing has loans that can help. No matter your credit score, give the salary-based mortgage consultants a call. There are no upfront fees, no obligation to find out how much money you can save. It's not right for everybody. Do your own homework. American Financing, they'll create custom loans that don't require you to restart your term. And they're closing some loans in as fast as 10 days. Don't wait any longer to pay off off that debt. Do it now. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Americanfinancing.net. American Financing NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Miss a day? Miss a lot. Visit glenbeck.com today and never miss a moment of truth.
All right, Steve Dace back here yet again on the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Back with Stephen Strang of Charisma Magazine. And I asked Stephen during the break, so this isn't my fault, okay? I asked him during the break what we should talk about. He said, I really think we should talk about your movie more. And I, man, I want to tell you, I, I, guys, we were just wrestling with it a minute ago. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, the movie's out on streaming right now. I don't know that we should be using a, a gigantor level of uh, platform to, you know, be promoting it or anything of that nature, lest we come across as shills. But since this obvious man of God, I clearly twisted my arm and, and, and humbly, but yet persistently suggested that we should discuss it more. I am a victim and I will just follow the maddening crowd. So therefore, Mr. And I'm also an objective journalist. There you go. And, Even uh, that, that, that's true. Now, now see, right. I built you up and then you dropped the journalist and you just cut yourself down. We'll overlook that part of it. Okay. <laughs> All right. But, but since you brought it up in all seriousness, let's tie nefarious into this. And, and when we, when we made the movie, we had no idea we'd get the movie finished. We had no idea we'd get the movie distributed. We had no idea when the movie was going to come out, let alone that it would come out at almost the exact, maybe the exact right time, given what is happening in the culture right now. When you saw the film for the first time, what, 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 what stood out to you and how did it tie into what you see happening in the country right now? Well, first of all, I, I saw a screener, and I did it, frankly, as a favor. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, people send me stuff all the time, and I thought, you know, I need to see it. I was blown away. Uh, I'd done a little bit of research and found out that your book, Nefarious, actually did not do very well mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. You're right. It's the right thing at the right time. It is not preachy. It is not really a Christian uh, movie in the normal way that we would see it, like a Billy Graham movie or something. But... Man, you hit abortion, um, euthanasia, uh, the death penalty. You hit all of that stuff. It's evil. It's evil. And um, you use this demoniac to articulate it very, very well. I thought Glenn Beck did a great job on it, and I complimented him when I talked to him. And he said, well, of course I did. I was playing myself. (laughs) But it's a great movie. People need to see it. Now, John Ramirez who was in Satanism, and now he's got a powerful ministry, and we've done several of his books, and I write about him in my book, uh, Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World. I, I was able to get him a screener. I did this to a lot of people. You'll remember that. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he said, I can tell Christians did this. And I said, what do you mean? He said, because the demons don't swear. Mm-hmm. He said, demons always swear. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was kind of an interesting thing. It's powerful. It's It's realistic. Uh, people need to see it, and what you're doing is you're you're using your platform to get this in the uh, before the public, so that people can debate it. And I think it was brilliant, and I hope that many many more people see it. I know it was a success, and when you're in the business, that's important. I get it. I'm a publisher, but something is happening spiritually. Eyes are being opened. There was another movie, very, very different, called Out in Jesus' Name. It was a Fathom event, and it was so successful, they kept having it. They had public uh, deliverance meetings in the theaters after it, and uh, Alexander Bagani, one of our own authors, uh, who did Secrets of Deliverance, it was kind of a minor book, if I can say that, Uh, But these people, several pastors, Greg Locke and some others discovered it, and they're they're setting people free. You know, a lot of the uh, everybody's got problems 
And there's different things. Sometimes they're psychological, sometimes they're health issues. But you know, there are things, there are addictions, there are other things that happen in people's lives. And a lot of times it's a spiritual base. Some of them are actually demons that need to be expelled in Jesus' name. And there are some uh, people, you can research it online, who actually minister in this way. There is so much demonic activity online, but at least God is raising up a standard. And uh, and if you need, if somebody needs deliverance, in fact, you can watch that movie. They need to be set free. They need to. And uh, you know, forgive me for being so strong, but I believe that. However, a lot of things that believers suffer, and others maybe aren't demonic, but it's what the Apostle Paul calls strongholds. You can cast out a, d- a demon. You cannot cast out a stronghold. You pull down strongholds, and a lot of addictions. Uh, whether it's addiction uh, to alcohol or even things like uh, offense and unforgiveness and insecurity and all of those kinds of things. Sexual addictions are almost always uh, demonic or a very, very strong stronghold where people have let in these things. But you know what? The, say, uh, the Bible says Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came to give life and to give it more abundantly, and you can be set free. I talk about this. I have a whole chapter on deliverance in the in this book, and I believe that if you're led by the Spirit of God, and you're gonna have a happy, fulfilling life, and you're gonna have power in your life, you've got to be free of these demonic influences that we've been talking about. And with the culture the way it is, there's just, you know, they're just kind of coming at us all the time. But with the Holy Spirit, we can, I believe that we can get a hedge of protection around us. We can get set free of these things and there's help for people. And if people don't get anything more from this short interview, I hope that they understand that it doesn't matter what they hear. The Bible says they can be free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. That's the scripture. It's true. Hmm. The word of God is true. I don't care what MSNBC uh, says. In fact, Allison Camarado, who's over on CNN, was interviewing me about one of my books on Donald Trump. And and she's debating me and she's saying, doesn't your Bible say so-and-so? And I said, Allison, I'm so glad you're quoting the Bible. And we went on and I had a wonderful opportunity to actually share the gospel in that setting. But our culture says that stuff's good, traditional values, which include the Bible and everything else is bad. It's upside down. I mean, just this week we found out that in conservative Utah, they're banning the Bible from a library, but at the same library, you can get all kinds of other weird things, but they say the Bible's a hate book. It's like anything they don't agree with, they say is hate. No, the Bible is about love, the love of God that he would redeem mankind through Jesus Christ and then send us the Holy Spirit so that we have power we have power in our lives. Everything about the Holy Spirit is about power. And in the, the case we've been talking about today is power over demonic influence. And Jonathan Kahn in his book, and I'll just put in a plug for his new book, which is called the uh, Josiah Manifesto. We only announced it last week. I finished reading it two days ago. It he He says that the way that we turn things around is through the power of the Holy Spirit. And what? He says in this wonderful book, and I'm not going to say anything more about it. It's going to come out around Labor Day. And um, 
is that the power of the Holy Spirit, in fact, I sent him an email, I said, Jonathan, this section of the book, in which he talks about in the book of Joel, the, the uh, prophet from the Old Testament, where he says in the last days, God will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters will prophesy and, and so forth. And uh, I just, I'm trying to get this message out, Steve. I'm trying, and I appreciate you helping me do it, that there is a way to live in the spirit in this upside down world, we have power. It's not our power, we're human beings. If anything, we sometimes we just feel like throwing up our hands and giving up, but we don't need to. The power of the Holy Spirit is there. God has a plan for man. And, and, and the ancient prophet said in the last days, and even as things get worse and worse and worse, we believe that God is, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that people are going to turn to God. That's the only way we're going to be able to turn things around. And forgive me if I sound like I'm a preacher. I've never been a preacher, but I believe this to the core of my being. That's why I'm in Christian journalism mm -hmm. and why I wrote this book. And I just hope that it helps people um, because we've got to do something. Each of us have to do our own way our own thing, you're doing your thing, this book, and the different things we do at Charisma Media are my thing, and each of us, in fact, Jonathan Kahn makes that point in, in uh, Josiah, the uh, Josiah Manifesto, that that's how we're gonna turn things around, is each of us doing something and working together to, uh, in a lot of cases, we have to go around the institutions, we have to come up with alternative media, we've got to, maybe even do things underground. I mean, it's kind of scary what's happening. Mm -hmm. We saw during the COVID how quickly governments wanted to shut down the church. Mm -hmm. And now we see that libraries in Utah are wanting to ban the Bible. I mean, this sounds like Europe in 1600 when they burned Bible translators. I mean, there's some, it's something very, very evil, but thank God we know who wins in the end. Amen. That's a great place to end it. Brother, that was that was well done. All right, it is uh, good to have you on the show. Good to see you. Thank you very much for the kind words uh, for Nefarious. It it really meant a lot to, to me and to everybody on our production team, and gave us a lot of confidence that uh, that we had stuck the landing, Stephen. So thank you very much, and God bless you. All right, take care. Thank you. God bless you. All right, we'll come back and uh, we'll have some parting thoughts and kind of wrap up the conversation and set the stage for the conversation to come because we've still got two more hours of this coming your way here uh, right after Glenn Beck on Blaze TV. Stay tuned. The Glenn Beck Program. Ever since he tried the Rough Greens for the first time, my dog, Uno, has changed. He's a completely different dog. I hear from people all the time in the audience. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of letters have come in who have had the same experience with their dog. They've heard me talk about Rough Greens on the show. They get some for themselves. And as soon as they sprinkle it on the dog's food, the dog literally wolfs it down. And it's really good for him. It's not a dog food. It's just chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics and omega oils that you sprinkle. Your dog needs these things to be healthy. My dog was easy. From the first time he tried Rough Greens, Uno was in love. Some dogs take a little bit to get used to the new flavor, though. Dr. Dennis Black, the inventor of Rough Greens, was on the phone with me last week. He doesn't want that to be a reason for you not to try. So right now, he's got a special gift available. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. Put it on your dog's food and begin to watch your dog become healthier. 
So we're wrapping things up here today on the Glenn Beck Radio Program. We still have two more hours to go on the Steve Day Show. That's our normal show here on uh, Blaze TV. If you're a Blaze TV subscriber, stick around for that. Or if you're not yet, you can get the podcast uh, as well or listen live on Blaze Radio or subscribe to our podcast. Just look for Steve Dace, D-E-A-C-E, Steve Day Show on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, uh, etc. You'll find us there. And what we're going to do is a direct follow-up to what you've heard for the last two hours. We're going to now, we heard from Father Carlos Martins, uh, a a certified exorcist who has done spiritual warfare on a one-on-one level. Uh, You heard from Stephen Strang uh, from Charisma Magazine, who has been writing about uh, culture war issues and, 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 and broad spiritual issues in the culture um, uh, for, for many decades as well. And so now we're going to take what we heard from these two Christian leaders, and we're going to apply it directly to the main issues confronting us domestically in the United States today. And we're going to talk about whether we think the issue behind said issue is demonic or is it just we disagree with Democrats? And that's the conversation that we're going to have coming up for the next two hours, just to tease that. But let's look back on the conversation that we just had, gentlemen. And I, I'm sure parts of it sound weird. Parts of it sounds weird to me. I, I, don't, I, I don't come out of a Catholic tradition like Todd does. I don't come out of a charismatic Protestant tradition, necessarily. Um, I, I, I'm just a guy that believes the Bible. And Jesus made it very clear to, to understand the signs of the times. And I'm looking at the signs of the times in which we're living in. And so that's how you have, um, you know, a movie like Nefarious made uh, by uh, a couple of Catholics uh, and, a, and an evangelical, okay, um, and starring the guy who did Boondock Saints, Sean Patrick Flannery, all right? All of us have something in common, uh, even though there are areas of disagreement amongst us. What do we all have in common? We all, Sean will tell you, this is the most important movie he's ever done. We all sense something is very, very wrong. And, and, it, and, and where we're going is coming from a very, very wrong place. And that's what we wanted to address here today on the Glenn Beck Radio Program. So, gentlemen, your thoughts. Well, as I digested what Stephen had to say, he, he, and he kept repeating it, you know, it's, we have to unleash the Holy Spirit corporately in this upside-down world. Well, one body, many parts. So it's incumbent on us as Christians. How, how do we do that? Well, I think this starts off, I've talked a lot on our show about the addiction uh, of men of the West uh, to comfort. And the simple truth of the matter is that just within members of the church, there's way too many people who start their day and they talk about their plans, Steve's plans, Todd's plans, Aaron's plans. They don't talk about God's plans. They don't talk about the fact that it is God's day and not theirs. I, I think until we alter that psychology, we can't even get to step two. Yeah, get comfortable getting uncomfortable. That's the name of the game. That's really the bottom line. That's the biggest hurdle. I think so many people, especially the men of the West, face on on a day-to-day basis. It's the unwillingness to get uncomfortable, spiritually or temporally. Spiritually, hey, I need to smash some of my own idols. All of us, all three of us in this room, probably, to some degree, need to do that. Everybody listening needs to do that. Once you've smashed those idols, then what's next? Go start smashing other idols as well. That requires confrontation. It requires a willingness, a willingness to do what needs to be done. 
And fortunately, in our country, we are, we are on the brink. What needs to be done is a lot more confrontation politically in your communities and using whatever peaceful mechanism we have in order to change things, to more align with God's design. That's the name of the game, but it starts with the willingness to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Conversations like we had here today are not commonplace in our country. They used to be in in eras past, so they kind of sound peculiar or odd to us. That's that's one of the that's one of the big problems mm-hmm. is that it sounds peculiar and odd to us when these used to happen very commonly. So I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope you stick around and listen to us continue on here on Blaze TV on the Steve Day Show for the rest of you, John three seventeen.